the biggest mistakes that are made stem from these three evil E's. Welcome to the game where we talk about how to get more customers, how to make more per customer, and how to keep them longer, and the many failures and lessons we have learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on everyone? It's Alex Mosey, uh, CEO of Allied Prestige Labs, Gym Launch. We've done $120 million in sales in the last four years, uh, and I have nothing to sell you. And so today what I want to talk about um, is the three entrepreneurial evil E's uh, or of, of entrepreneurship. All right, so these are the three kind of E's that I, that I see over and over again from the entrepreneurs that we work with directly in our portfolio companies, um, but also in the entrepreneurs that I talk to in general. Um, the biggest mistakes that are made stem from these three evil E's. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk through all three of them. I'll tell you an easy way to try and uh, at least attenuate the mistakes that you can make from them. Um, and then at the end, I'll show you the one that I think is actually the, the most evil of them all. All right. So the first E uh, is expectations. All right. And the reason that this one is so evil um, is that most of the time, us entrepreneurs, we think that everything has to happen immediately, right? I had an entrepreneur not that long ago reach out to me and say, hey, how can, um, you know, if we work together, how can you guarantee that I'm going to get to a million dollars a month uh, within the next six months? And they were currently, I think, doing $100,000 a month. Um, and that kind of expectation and mindset is literally what will destroy you in business. Uh, because what happens is you set these arbitrary, because all, all goals are arbitrary for the most part, right? Um, these, these numbers that in your mind make you feel good uh, or make you feel accomplished. And you set these things up there with not a huge path of getting there. And you put an arbitrary timeline on it and then you try and force yourself into it. And so what ends up happening is you take shortcuts, you make hasty, high risk decisions. Um, and most of the time you end up destroying the business and taking 10 steps backwards. And so expectations that we set for ourselves and our teams we want to be intolerant of anything other than excellence but focused far more on the process than the outcome so if you could shift the expectations from outcome-based expectations to process-based expectations and then meet that with the intolerance of excellence right or tolerating only excellence excuse me um, then you can help mitigate expectation evils right where you basically destroy your business as a result of thinking that you have to be uh, at a million dollars a month or a hundred thousand dollars a month or ten thousand dollars a month or whatever that number is for you by x time right what i see again and again and again of the people who make way more money than i do is they have reasonable expectations that would be unreasonable to achieve uh based on process right i have a, a mentor right now who who always repeats the same thing he says good process drives good results uh, and I just, that's, that's been something I've been trying to ingrain in my mind. Good process drives good results. All right, so that's evil number one. The second evil is emotions, all right? The second thing that will kill your business, all right? If you look at the biggest CEOs in the world, you look at the Bezos, you look at, the, you know, you look at, um, you look at Munger, you look at Buffett, you look at all these guys, right? And what you may notice is that they are very devoid of emotion. And it's not that they're like emotionless people. It's more so that they try and stay as even handed as possible with the decisions. And this is just something that I've observed. And so here's a telltale sign that you can tell for yourself if you're, if you're suffering from this, because sometimes it's hard, especially for guys for us to be like, I'm emotional right now. Right. But like we're human, we have emotions. And so if you're, if you're looking and you flip flop a lot, 
on decisions. As in you're presented the same data and one day you feel this way and another way you feel another day you feel this way and literally how you process the decision flip-flops all the time, it's because you're being subject to emotions. Now, if you look at the trajectory of a business and the and the, the hundreds and thousands of decisions that we have to make as an entrepreneur, you can see how quickly these thousands of decisions can spin this way or this way on this path based on your emotions. And it can be the right way or the wrong way. And so <clears throat> I'll give you here's here's two two pieces to this. It's it's very difficult to eliminate emotions, right? But if you can detect when you are emotional, then you can decrease the speed of your decision making, which is usually contrary to what most people do when they are emotional. They speed up their decision making process when they're in emotions, all right? And so if you feel urgency, so for me, these are these are things that are like red flags. If I feel like I have to make a decision by today, or whatever, most times it's completely fictitious and made up in my mind. And so what I try and do is extend the time horizon between uh, the, the feeling I have and when I actually decide to take action. I can't tell you the amount of huge mistakes that I was able to avoid simply by sleeping it off, right? Giving my, myself 24 hours to think on it, right? And a lot of times the entire world looks different when you wake up in the morning. And so that should frighten you because it frightens me. How can the world look so different only, you know, after nine hours of sleep, right? It's because our emotional state's different. And so this is a, a, a tactic that I do like a lot um, for managing emotions. So the best decisions that we make for ourselves, in my opinion, or that I have made for myself, have come from a state of contentment. And so there have probably been moments, that's why when you go on vacation, you feel like you have a lot of clarity. It's because you were in the correct emotional state to make the right decisions because you were not operating from a place of scarcity. Right? You're not operating from a place of have to. You're not operating from a place of deficiency where I am not good enough. Right? When you're operating from a place of contentment, um, and I'm not saying you're, we're always content. That's not my point. Right? The point is that you could probably recognize those times where you sit back and you're feeling great. You, know, you have a lot of gratitude for an experience or, or things that give you perspective. And so it's in those time periods where you should make big decisions for your life and then know that you made them in the proper emotional state. This is something that I'm <coughs> actively focused a lot on for me because um, in our businesses now, we have four of them, um, they're being in the correct, making the right call is basically my only job now. It's really just proper decision making. And so when I sense myself in a well-rested, uh, content, uh, you know, full of gratitude mood, that is when I want to look at my most complex issues, my most complex multivariable, you know, decisions and say, this is what I think the best course of action is. And then sticking with that, even when the, the, the trials and tribulations that are inevitably going to happen as a result of the decision later down the road. And so that's my, that's my hack is I can't get around emotion. I try and extend time horizons whenever I feel urgency. And then if, um, if I'm going to make emotions from an emotional state, I try and go from a place of contentment and gratitude. And if I do not feel that state, I don't usually make the decision. So think about that. So if you have like moments when you're playing with your kids and you look back and you're like, man, life's awesome. That's when you make the decisions that you need to make about your life. All right, because from there, you'll be operating with a much longer time horizon. And that's, I think my way, I think this, this is doing it that way will trick yourself into extending your time horizon which ultimately will lead to better decision making. And the third E um, of the third evils, evil E, oops, I'm writing down evil, um, is, or are, excuse me, are expenses, all right? So the first two, one is 
what you think should happen. The emotions affect how you think it should happen. And the expenses are the, the, the it's like the cloud and the dirt, right? Are the things that, that we incur along the way that increase the risk of it not occurring, right? So if you think about expenses in general, they are liabilities. They are risk that we take on. And so if, if our goal as, as entrepreneurs is to increase our upside and decrease our downside, right? That is kind of entrepreneurship and business in general, right? Then actively thinking about decreasing our downside, our liabilities, is a way of increasing the likelihood that our expectations are met, right? And so one of the biggest mistakes and biggest evils that will destroy entrepreneurial businesses is because they set massive expectations when they are emotional and emotionally deficient because they need to satisfy you know, emotional needs that their parents didn't meet when they were kids, they then incur expenses that they shouldn't otherwise have to meet these demands that are completely arbitrary and made up in their minds, right? And so I see this what happen all the time. It's like, hey, we want to scale. We just hired four more people so that we can scale. It doesn't work that way. Get the growth first, and then the growth will pay for the people. Don't put the cart in front of the horse. The only exception to this is if you have like commission-only uh, you know, reps, like sales reps, things like that. But most other times, 99% of other times, when you are incurring greater expenses, it's not like it's it should not be to quote anticipate growth, right? Growth will pay the expenses, and if you need to quote delay something for a smaller period of time so that you can shore up your infrastructure, then you can do that, and you would be amazed at how much flexibility there is, right? It's much easier to solve problems with cash in the bank with with contracts signed and you're an entrepreneur like solving problems is what we do right and so if you're in that state think about how much eat like if you need to if you have the immediate demand right you will solve the problem and the people will come i promise you all right one of the biggest mistakes that i mean i've made this one so many times um i hired 25 support reps in anticipation of growth um for our supplement company prestige labs two years ago and i currently now have four people that handle more business than the 25 did. Think about that. And so what happens is when you anticipate growth, you don't even know what the growth is going to look like. And so you basically just put people there. The culture of the team decreases. The morale of the team decreases. They're being less efficient. And when you have lots of people, you don't think about driving good process, right? You just think like, we'll just throw more bodies at the problem. And that's a horrible way to go about business. It's also not a good customer experience in the long run. And so if we can, adjust our expectations to be reasonable and based on process, not outcome, by managing our emotions and making decisions from a place of contentment, right? So that we don't set these deficient expectations on ourselves and our business that we have to satisfy because we must be a certain way by this time, then we won't incur expenses and risk that is undue and unnecessary that will, that will likely destroy our business when it was 100% based on our false made up expectations about what we thought should happen should and so when i look at the things that undo entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial businesses these are the three evil e's expectations emotions and uh expenses and i told you at the beginning that i would share the one that i think is the most deadly and it's this guy in my opinion expectations because what we believe because these are basically beliefs just said differently right um, another way to say this, and this is this is a really a really good way 
um, that I got from a different coach to reframe beliefs is she said, if you just call all your beliefs assumptions, they will be far more malleable. And it's such a, it's, it, words matter, right? And if we call our beliefs assumptions, they become far more changeable for ourselves. And so if I say, this is my assumption, what do you guys think? Rather than this is my expectation, what do you guys think? See how different that feels? But they function the same way, right? But one of them is approachable, one of them is malleable, one of them can take new feedback and new inputs and new data, and the other one is a must, a should, a have to, right? And so if we can readjust our expectations, right, and be focused on our product, over-delivering, delighting the customers, right, being intolerant of anything but excellence in the process, and because of that, our emotions stay more stable because we're not missing goals that we have to hit, right, which then create more scarcity, more deficiency, more, more guttural feelings that then make us shorten our decision-making loops that cause poor decisions and then cause us to make poor decisions that create expenses. All right, so this is a loop that self-reinforces and it can either be a virtuous or vicious cycle. And so it starts at the top and spins all the way around. And so those are the three evil E's of entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial mistakes that hopefully um, you can use some of these tactics uh, to, to avoid. All right, don't, don't hire before you need it. Let the growth pay for the expenses. When you're making decisions, try and extend the, the space. This is what I have found effective for me. And try and make decisions from a point of gratitude um, and contentment. And then keep the expectations driven around process, not outcome. And if you can keep the high, like keep your high expectations, but keep them on process, not on what has to happen. Because when you reverse it the other way, you'll start making terrible decisions.